save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Oh, Brian, what have you done now? Hello, Pinheads. Welcome to Back to the Future, the podcast. This is Norman Benford. I'm here doing a bit of a makeup assignment because, as you know, if you listened to last week's podcast, I slept through the recording of how I spent my future day while... Brad Gilmore and David G. Mitchell talked about Future Day. Uh, I have apologized to both of them, and I apologize to you, the listeners, but I'm glad to take a few minutes and talk about my Future Day because I was the one that was hounding Brad and David that this was really something that we should talk about. And I'm glad that we all do get to talk about it. Unfortunately, just not all together. My uh, original plans for Future Day involved watching maybe one or two of the movies at home after work. I had a prearranged visit from my family. They were coming up for dinner. It was kind of a standing appointment. Takes them about two hours to get here. They're both retired. So I was looking forward to that and then maybe throwing in Back to the Future before they headed home. Well, I got up on future morning, if you will, and did a quick Google search just to see If there was anything interesting, I could post on the Back to the Future the Podcast Facebook page and what should happen to appear but a listing for Back to the Future playing at 5 o'clock at a theater about three miles from my house. Now, bear in mind, I had searched meticulously to find somewhere to watch Back to the Future on the big screen in the month leading up to Future Day, and it just wasn't publicized anywhere. I had done a lot of searching, and I couldn't find anything. Well, here, unbeknownst to me, all of a sudden, it's showing five minutes down the road. So, call my parents. It's like, uh, slight change in plans this evening. We're gonna go see Back to the Future at the movie theater then we're going to have dinner. And my dad's response, uh, ever the pragmatic man that he is, isn't that an old movie? I'm like, yes, Dad, it is an old movie. But I never got to see it on the big screen, and now I'm very much looking forward to it. So my treat, I would like to take the two of you to go see the movie before we have dinner. And they graciously agreed to my last-minute change in plans. So... I take a shower, go to work. Uh, Of course, being the productive professional that I am, I am up and working all day, but also from time to time, dipping online just to see if there's anything new or interesting uh, coming up on a future day. Of course, I was planning to go online to attempt to get my bottle of Pepsi Perfect, which I did not get because it released on Amazon early and sold out in like five minutes or less or something like that. Uh, So I was pretty disappointed in that, as were I know Brad and David. They didn't get one either. Uh, There's a part two to that story that I'm going to save until the three of us are 
talking together, but the Pepsi Perfect story is certainly not over. So I did not get my Pepsi Perfect. I did order a copy of uh, the Complete Visual Guide to the Trilogy from Amazon. That has arrived. I actually haven't looked into it very much yet, but I do have it now. And I kept going back and forth on whether I wanted to bite on the Complete Adventure set on Blu-ray. I already have all of the movies in uh, multiple formats. Uh, let's just say I have access to the animated series. Uh, not on physical media, but should I ever decide that I want to watch it, which I know in the future, aha, uh -huh, the future, there's that word again, we are going to be looking at those episodes and uh, maybe critiquing them a little bit. I know I'll be critiquing them. Spoiler, they're really not that good. But uh, anyways, I just, I just couldn't bite on 80 bucks for that complete set. However, uh, halfway through the day, the complete Blu-ray set showed up on BestBuy.com for $49.99. I was like, you know what? Yeah, for, for that, I'll bite. 50 bucks for remastered Blu-rays and the animated series. If for some reason I ever wanted to watch those again, I'll bite on that. So I ordered it, got my order confirmation. I was pretty excited about that. Well, of course, I get an email like 20 minutes later, uh, out of stock, back ordered. They can't honor the price. Sorry, screw you. Happy future day. So I did not get the Complete Adventures on Blu-ray. I probably will not unless I can pick it up for something near that $50 price point sometime on Black Friday or over the holiday season. Again, it's nice. It's not the greatest thing in the world. The flux capacitor packaging that looked really, really good in the online presentation really doesn't look that nice in person. I've, I've seen one, I've held it in my hand, and, uh, well, I think they could have done a better job with that. It's really just, it's average at best. So, future day, end of the work day. Meet my parents at home, pile in the car, head over to the movie theater. I already have my tickets bought online. We get there just in time, have our seats, uh, and it was fairly crowded, to be honest. Uh, probably about 125 people for Back to the Future, which I thought was pretty good for a movie that's 30 years old. And I'm pretty sure everybody in that theater had already seen. So yeah, I'll give, a, I'll give you an A plus on that turnout of 125 people. That's just, that's just pure profit. Because they really didn't do much to market this. Very guerrilla in the marketing of the future day theatric release. Not something they spent a lot of time or money talking about. Obviously, they were promoting the day, as it were, and the release of the complete adventures and the excitement around the Pepsi Perfect, but as you certainly didn't see any TV commercials for the theatrical release of the movie. So, 125, good turnout. No shocker, uh, I enjoyed the heck out of seeing Back to the Future on the big screen. It's the only one of the original trilogy I had not seen on the big screen. My parents both enjoyed it. My dad laughed out loud a couple times during the movie, which uh, that's kind of atypical for my dad. So I'm glad he was able to enjoy the film that much. So the movie ends, 
lights come back up. Uh, I, it, you know, I, I don't stick around for the credits because, well, there's dinner at home waiting to be eaten in the crock pot. So we're leaving and I realize there's a, a bunch of people still sitting there, not going anywhere. So on the way out, and again, my movie ticket just says Back to the Future. That's it. On the way out, I asked the manager, I said, you guys happen to be showing another Back to the Future movie. And she says to me, actually, we're showing all three of them. Uh, there's an intermission, and then we're going to start the second movie in a little bit. I was like, oh, good to know. So my mom and dad, gracious family that they are, volunteer immediately to go home so I can stay and watch part two and part three. I say that's absolute nonsense. They travel two hours to spend time with me. So we return to my house. We sit down to a lovely dinner of crock pot stuffed peppers, which were very good. I made them, I must say. Uh, enjoy a cup of coffee together. And then they get on the road and head back for Johnstown, Pennsylvania. As soon as their brake lights turned off of my road and onto the main street to take them to the highway, I'm in my car hauling ass back to the theater. Because I know Back to the Future Part 2 is playing right now. And I want to see as much of it as I possibly can. So I get there and I come in with my ticket and I see the manager... And I was like, hey, I still have my ticket. Can I go back in? She's like, oh, absolutely. No big deal. So I go back in. Uh, probably only about 50 people left in the theater at this point. So I got a better seat than I had for part one. And I, as I walked into the theater, it was the scene where Marty and Doc have... Well, I gotta think a minute. See, this is why it's good when David G. Mitchell's around because he's so much better with the, the dates and the timelines than I am. It's when uh, Marty and Doc have retrieved the time machine that old Biff has returned in. And he has the, he's given the sports almanac to young Biff and the head of his cane is in the DeLorean. So right as they're possing up to head back to 1985 and when in the deleted scene old Biff dies which you know they really should have showed him die and disappear on future day throw a guy a bone very important scene terrible cut in the movie worst cut ever sorry David but oh my goodness bad cut but anyway I get to arrive in the theater as Marty and Doc are taking off for for bad Biff 1985 so I essentially got to see two and a half of the three movies on the big screen on Future Day, which was pretty darn exciting for me. Because honestly, uh, the second half of part two is better than the first half of part two, in my opinion. I enjoy just uh, the amazing filmmaking involved whenever they go back to 1955 and are kind of traveling through as the first movie is going on in the background. Really innovative stuff. So, three movies in the theater, no Pepsi Perfect, no Complete Adventures on Blu-ray, but my future day is not over yet. After the 
end of Back to the Future Part 3. Didn't stick around uh, for the credits. I've seen them enough. Enjoy the music. Don't need to hear it again. It's getting late. Getting to be past my old man bedtime. Because when I don't get to bed on time, I oversleep and miss podcast recordings. Just like I did last week. So, I get home. And before I call it a day, I break open my copy of Back to the Future, the comic book, number one. And this is actually Back to the Future, volume two, number one, because volume one of the Back to the Future comic book was published, uh, I want to say late 80s or maybe even into the early 90s a little bit by a company called Harvey Comics. And these comics were based more on the animated series look and style of storytelling than the movies themselves. And subsequently, they they weren't really that good. They were kind of, you know, I guess they would call them all-ages comic books now these days. But these were written for kids. They, They weren't very smart. There wasn't a lot of attention paid to the art. They just weren't that great. I have some of them in a box somewhere, either in my basement or maybe at home in my parents' attic, but uh, I certainly don't feel compelled to dig them out and read them again, because like I said, uh, really nothing that special to them. However, that brings us to volume two, number one, published by IDW Comics. IDW does a great job with some licensed properties like G.I. Joe, Transformers, My Little Pony. Yeah, there are tons of people buying that My Little Pony comic book, if you can believe that. That thing sells like crazy. Kids buy it. Adults buy it. Girls buy it. Boys buy it. Grown men buy it. Yeah, a lot of grown men buy it. But I digress. IDW, pretty good comic shop. They run a, they run a nice show. So, Back to the Future number one. I have my copy in my hand, which is a bit of a fib because I have my copy on my iPad. So there will be no rustling of pages or flipping back and forth or the feel of paper on your fingertips as some of the classic in-hand readers like to hearken to. This is just on my iPad, just swiping back and forth from one page to another. So I have my iPad and I start reading. And it's not a bad book. It's really not a bad book. Unfortunately, it's not a great book either. And I really, really expected that it would be a great book. When you look at the talent that is involved with it and kind of the approach that they were going to take to this book, I had pretty high expectations. So perhaps I'm a victim of my own expectations. But when you have Bob Gale along for the ride as a a story consultant. You have a guy like John Barber writing scripts who is writing some of the best Transformers comics that have ever been made. You have a guy like uh, Dan Schoening doing some of the art. He does amazing work on the IDW Ghostbusters books. My expectations were pretty high and uh, this is a good if not great book. I would have to give it a 3 out of 5 stars. It is split up into two stories by two separate creative teams. 
The first story is uh, the origin of the relationship between Doc and Marty. And I'm not going to go too deep into it because if you are a fan of Back to the Future, you certainly could do worse than to pick these up when they come out in trade paperback, which I'm sure will be sometime in the spring. I think you'll enjoy them. I don't know if you'll love them. I didn't love them. I kind of hoped I would, but I didn't. But uh, the main story is the origin of the Marty Doc relationship and kind of how that came to be. And not surprising, it was more kind of a, an accident and uh, you know a wacky misunderstanding than anything else. But uh, I guess it just left me wanting a little bit more. Not, I, I'm, I'm repeating myself. Not bad, not great. Uh, I enjoyed the second story more. The second story is a story of young Doc Emmett Brown when he's actually a professor in college and he catches wind of some of his peers being recruited by the government for some kind of project and he wants to know why he's not being recruited for this project. And eventually, and I have to say, the art in this second story is, it's, it's the highlight of the book. It's really, really, really great art. Uh, just enjoyable. Not realistic, more of a, a character style art, caricature style art, but uh, really nice to look at. This is what sells the book for me, ultimately. But uh, this follows young Doc through his kind of, again, wacky adventure of trying to find out what's going on with these professors that are being recruited. And eventually he does get in a room with the guys responsible for the recruiting and, you know, kind of, kind of led to believe that they're recruiting for the Manhattan Project, which is kind of what it was always assumed that Doc Brown worked on in some capacity before he went into private practice. So, Back to the Future fans, if, if, if you're chomping at the bit to read the book, uh, go for it. It's going to cost you three bucks at your local comic book shop. If you're kind of taking a more wait-and-see approach, stick it out for the trades. You'll be able to grab it in the spring for probably 15 bucks for all the issues. That would almost be my recommended course of action, but to each their own. And uh, that kind of brings us to the end of my future day. At that point, I was feeling very old and very tired and retreated to the back bedroom, rested my head on the pillow, and called it a night. Which, not ironically, is what I'm probably minutes away from doing right now. So, again, my apologies to Brad and David for sleeping through the recording last week. My apologies to the Pinheads for depriving you of the... the three-man kind of back and forth on Future Day that Future Day really did deserve. But I hope this uh, peek at what went on with my Future Day makes up for that a little bit. And if you've stuck around for the past 15 minutes or so, uh, I hope you found it to be worthwhile. The three of us will be back in the quote-unquote studio real soon. Myself from State College, Pennsylvania, David from Orlando, and Brad from Houston, and we will be talking all things Back to the Future on Back to the Future podcast, the internet's finest Back to the Future podcast, original Back to the Future podcast, and, well, darn it, it's just the best. So, 
Until next time, on behalf of Brad and David, I'm your friend in time, Norman Benford, and we will see you in the future. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money.